Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Blues podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily Blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman, and I'm going to be taking you guys on a solo episode today in order to get this one out before game time tonight from the St. Louis Blues and Calgary Flames. But there's so much more to talk about in today's episode. Two big games over the weekend uh, that I'm going to be getting into between the first, the St. Louis Blues and Seattle Kraken, where they won 5-0. And then last night between the St. Louis Blues and Vancouver Canucks, where they won 3-1. Uh, sort of two different styles of games. I'm going to be getting into both of those, plus Philly Huso winning the second star of the week for the NHL, the goalie controversy between Jordan Bennington and Billy Huso, and so much more. It's going to be a crazy episode. Hopefully, I have time to get to it all because, you know, at the end, obviously, I do have to preview tonight's matchup between the St. Louis Blues and Calgary Flames. But before I get into any of that, I want to thank anyone and everyone out there who makes Locked On Blues your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right. First things first, going to try to go in a little bit of a chronological order here before I get into the the more broad scope of these past few games. Uh, The St. Louis Blues took on the Seattle Kraken in Seattle on Friday night after a few days off after their 5-3 victory over the Nashville Predators coming into that game. The St. Louis Blues had scored five goals in each of their last two games, even though the first one was a loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So the offense was hot. You know, Pavel Buchnevich was returning to the lineup, and the Blues did not hesitate to, you know, jump on the Seattle Kraken early. Tyler Bozak got his second of the year a little over five minutes into the game. Shorthanded, five minutes later, Braden Shen got his eighth goal of the season on the power play. So there you go. You got two different ways to score uh, early on. And then after that, Pavel Buchnevich put the Blues up 3-0. Just 24 seconds into the third period at even strength. There you go. We got three different ways to score early from the St. Louis Blues. And then Colton Pareko scores on the penalty shot, the first defenseman to score on a penalty shot in St. Louis Blues history. Historic moment there. And four different ways to score. Power play, shorthanded, even strength penalty shot. Only the third time in St. Louis Blues history that they've scored four goals four different ways. <laughs> the only thing they were missing from turning into a Mario Lemieux night was uh, the Canucks, or not the Canucks, the, Krak- the Kraken pulling their goalie at the end there to let the Blues get an empty net goal. Didn't happen, but Jordan Cairo did add to the goal total, scoring his 15th of the year from Robert Thomas and Brandon Saad to put the Blues up 5 nothing, and that is where the final score ended. Billy Huso earned himself first star of the night honors with a shutout, uh, continued his strong stretch of play, and that earned him the start in the Blues' next game, Sunday night, against the Vancouver Canucks. But before we get into that, I do want to talk a little bit about the Seattle game. Um, You know, obviously Seattle is a team that struggled a lot this season. Uh, Definitely a game the Blues were expected to win. However, you know, winning in such a dominant fashion against any team in the NHL, even if it's a bad team, is impressive and winning the way that the Blues did with four goals four different ways is incredibly impressive. And I think it just goes to show how dominant the Blues have been in so many different aspects of the game because not, excuse me, not only is their offense scoring a ton, uh, they're getting it different, you know, differently. They're not just, you know, relying on speed and skill all the time. They got some lines that can go out there and, you know, batter you down physically and wear on you physically. Um, 
and get those dirty goals. But then you got guys like Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas, who are all just speed and skill and makes it tough on the defense to even keep up with them. Uh, and I think that showed perfectly in the Seattle game, the fact that they scored shorthanded and then on the power play and then on even strength and then on a penalty shot. Like, w- what are you going to do if you're a defense matching up against the Blues? You know that anytime they're on, the, you know, anytime in the game, no matter what the situation is, they're a threat to score, you know, because they have four lines of forwards who can put the puck in the net, whether it's, you know, the first line or like the Russian line with three guys that we know can score or that fourth line with a guy like Tyler Bozak, who's sneaky um, and always a threat to, you know, put the puck in the net, being in the right place at the right time. Um, You really can't take shifts off against the St. Louis Blues. And that showed in that Seattle game. Uh, It was a little bit closer than the score indicated. I think, yeah, it was, Five nothing, and the Blues really just outplayed them in every every aspect of the game. But the shots were thirty one to twenty seven. You know, it's not like the Blues dominated every second of the game. Um, it's just the quick strike ability of the St. Louis Blues has been their number one asset this year. Just the ability to turn sort of nothing into something, go down in an odd man rush, and convert. You know, more often than not, or a guy like Colton Pareko, you know, joining the rush and getting himself a penalty shot. It's a luxury to have a defenseman that can beat out opposing teams forwards and defensemen to get himself a breakaway and have, you know, the strength on his, the strength on the puck and all that to earn a penalty shot. And then the patience to score on that penalty shot. It was a beautiful thing to see a beautiful sight to see uh, for the St. Louis blues. So they did come away with a five zero victory uh, and that led them into the Sunday night battle in Vancouver against the Canucks without Pavel Buchnevich because of the weird uh, COVID border rules did not have Papa Buchnevich and uh, just looking at the shots here it definitely showed uh, the Blues struggled offensively to generate a ton in that game they got outshot 39 to 17 just domination from the Canucks but it wasn't enough the Canucks got the first goal and the Blues shut things down after that I'm gonna be getting into more of the individual performances in the second segment of today's episode but overall, a really strong performance from the St. Louis Blues in that Canucks game. They didn't continue their streak of scoring five goals, but they only had 17 shots. Um, and Billy Huso, you know, shut down the Canucks when he needed to. Uh, definitely a really strong victory for the Blues. I'm going to be getting into that and then transitioning into Billy Huso's performance in general after this break. But first, I want to tell everybody at home about our good friends over at Built Bar. It is the new year, so that means New Year's resolution. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spell. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, good news. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, car, whatever. Throw them out. Replace them with a Built Bar. Plus, there's so many delicious flavors to choose from. And Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors. So check Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com and make sure you use promo code LOCKED15. That way, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And I'll be right back with the second segment of today's episode. All right, so the Blues took on the Vancouver Canucks last night, Sunday night in Vancouver without Pavel Buchnevich, who had recently returned from protocols but could not travel to Vancouver just yet. He is going to be in Calgary tonight, so I'm going to be talking about his impact. Um, as soon as I get through this game and Billy Hoos' performance, like I said, 
<laughs> busy, action-packed episode. I'm going to try my best to get to it all. But anyways, I do want to talk a lot about the first, well, not a lot, but I want to emphasize the first goal that the Blues scored in that game against the Vancouver Canucks because it might have been the most impressive deflection I have ever seen. No exaggeration. Uh, Justin Falk joins the rush with Oscar Sundquist on a two-on-one. Slides the puck over to Sundquist, immediately turns around 360s, takes a bad angle shot from, you know, a 45-degree angle on the net. Sundquist fires it. Justin Falk tips it, puts the puck up over the shoulder of DiPietro. Couldn't have aimed it any better if it were a wrist shot, much less a deflection from a defenseman. Incredibly impressive stuff from Falk there. Just such an aesthetically pleasing goal to watch. Um, especially the slow-mo replay is so cool to see the puck change direction and literally just go into like a, a tiniest little opening. Uh, in the top corner of the net. Beautiful stuff from Falk there, and a great way for the Blues to get on the board uh, after giving up the first goal. Um, After that, uh, they continued to really just put the pressure on. You know, the Canucks were generating more shots, but Blues did a good job of generating some high-danger scoring chances, and they did get a power play, which they took advantage of early in the second period with Braden Shen scoring a goal. Uh, He's been on fire lately, definitely a guy that was a little bit slow to start the season, playing really, really strongly. Uh, in his past few games, uh, scoring on the power play there off of another sort of a deflection off of a great pass from Vladimir Tarasenko. Tarasenko found Shen out front, um, and it was one of the easiest goals Shen will ever score. Just had a stick in the right place at the right time to beat DiPietro there. Uh, and then late in, later in that period, who but Jordan Cairo fires a harmless-looking shot from you know almost the blue line, which just beats DiPietro. Another pass from Tarasenko. So Tarasenko continues to pile up the assists this year, his 24th assist of the season. And Jordan Cairo with his 16th goal of the year for the St. Louis Blues, I think that puts him into sole possession of first place in terms of the Blues goal scoring. I could be wrong there, um, but I think Jordan Cairo is in first in terms of goal scoring for the St. Louis Blues uh, and points as well. 41 points in 37 games. He's had a really, really strong year. Um, as we all know, you know, we haven't shut up about him on this podcast. Um, but great year from him and a great goal from him. That's the danger that a guy like Jordan Cairo brings. You know, a, a harmless-looking shot, like I said. You know, not a whole lot of zip on it. Uh, not the most well-placed shot by any means. Uh, but he's Jordan Cairo, and he just has a way with it where, you know, he, he can beat an NHL goalie on a shot like that, put the Blues up 3-1, to one, and from then on, they just didn't look back. Philly Huso played incredibly strong the remainder of that game to keep the Canucks attack from tying or even coming close to tying the game up much less getting a goal um the blues definitely had pressure there for a little bit um but the canucks really outplayed the blues i think overall especially late in the third they put a ton of pressure on like the shot total like i said was 39 to 17 um anytime you get outshot by that much it's a miracle if you stay in the game much less win it much less only give up one goal which is what Billy huso and the st louis blues did um now to transition this sort of into the goalie controversy talk that uh everyone's been loving so much um billy huso earned himself the second star of the week and it was absolutely deserved um and one of the things i said was that i think the blues play a little bit stronger defensively in front of billy huso that was not the case in that vancouver game he had to work really hard um for that win i think i saw the total was he faced high eight high danger scoring opportunities and only gave up one goal which is you know a lot more than you should be allowing in an individual game um a lot more stress than you'd want to put on your goalie. Uh, but Billy Huso stood up to the task and played really well and therefore earned himself the second star of the week for the NHL. Uh, he's been, what, 5-0-0 in his last five games, like a 970 save percentage. He's been unbelievable for the St. Louis Blues. Um, 
I believe Jordan Bennington's getting the start tonight in Calgary. Uh, there's no direct tweet that I could find that links it, but in the, the lines that were tweeted out by Jeremy Rutherford, Bennington is listed first in the bullet position, and they did play last night, so it would only make sense for Bennington to get back in the cage tonight. Um, second night of a back-to-back, you know, those are always tough, especially, you know, on a Canada road trip playing late nights. Uh, the travel is tough. So it's definitely going to be a, a test for the St. Louis Blues, and we'll be getting into that a little bit more in the second half of this segment and then the third segment as well. But talking about Billy Huso and the goalie controversy, I think Jeremy Rutherford released a really good article on The Athletic detailing the battle of the two goalies. And one thing that he mentioned is that Jordan Bennington has faced stiffer competition in terms of you know the teams that he's played against, and I definitely think that's true. I think Billy Huso has gotten to play against some of the worst teams uh, com- in compared to Jordan Bennington. But the statistical difference between the two of them, I think, is a little bit greater than simply just chalking that up to uh, quality of opponent. But that being said, I think Jordan Bennington hasn't been necessarily as bad as the numbers might seem, especially when stacked up against Billy Huso's. You know, Billy Huso's numbers this season are ridiculous. Um, so anytime you're going to put a goalie's numbers, you know, in comparison to what Billy Huso's been doing, it's going to look not great. Um, so I think Jordan Bennington gets a little bit of an unfair rap there because he's been very strong for the Blues. He hasn't been bad by any means. He hasn't been a liability by any means. It's just Billy Huso has been playing extremely good hockey. You know, it's not like Jordan Bennington lost the starting job. It's that Billy Huso came in and played unbelievable hockey over the past two weeks where you really can't say, oh, yeah, you're the backup. You know, we're going to go back to you. Uh, we're going to go back to the other guy and let you sit on the bench. No, anyone comes out and does what Billy Huso does. Um in any situation in the NHL, they're going to earn the starting spot, at least temporarily, you know, no matter who's the main starter goalie. But that being said, Jordan Bennington is on the first year of a six-year deal, I think. So there's no no indication that this is a long-term thing for the Blues. Billy Huso's uh, performance has been over like a 10-15 game sample size. So you really can't put a whole lot of stake in it. Um, but the thing is, you know, as long as, it, as long as this streak lasts, ride the hot hand. And that's what Berube's been doing. Um, given Billy Huso, you know, consecutive starts and letting Jordan Bennington know his place, sort of. I think tonight will be a huge test, depending on who's in net. I w- again, I would assume it's Bennington, but if it's Huso, again, another huge test. Um, uh, would probably be the first time in Huso's NHL career that he's played on back-to-back nights, if I had to guess. Um, if that's the case, and if Jordan Bennington's starting, which again I assume he is, um, so that's kind of how I'm going to be talking about this game. Uh, hopefully, you know, I'm correct, or else I'll sound a little silly. Uh, but if Jordan Bennington is starting tonight, an opportunity for him to get back and prove why he deserves to be the starter in this lineup. Uh, Berube has come out and said, you know, Bennington's a, a classy guy. He knows what he wants to do. He wishes nothing but the best for Billy. And as much as I believe that's true, there's also a part of him that's frustrated and, and itching to get back out there and, you know, prove his worth for the team. We saw what goalie controversies can do. You know, it's a good motivating factor. And like I said, right now is sort of the first time that the Blues organization hasn't had Jordan Bennington be the guy since they called him up and we know that that can be a motivator for him uh we saw what it did for him in the cup run almost getting sent down to the echl and then a month or so later getting called up to the big league and putting on a show so i think this can only be good for the blues in the long run uh, i'm anticipating seeing bennington play tonight uh and, and prove why he deserves to be the starter uh, of this team in the long run because as good as really Huso has been i still think it's jordan bennington's spot to lose um but it's definitely more up in the air than it usually is. So I'm going to be talking about tonight's matchup between the St. Louis Blues and Calgary Flames in the third and final segment of today's episode. But first, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot 
for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts, and I'll be right back. All right, so tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, the St. Louis Blues are taking on the Calgary Flames in the first of two consecutive matchups between these two teams. Um, the lines are, let me pull them up, the lines for the St. Louis Blues are Braden Shen, Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, and then the second line is the Russian connection of Pavel Buchnevich, Ivan Barbashev, and Vladimir Tarasenko. The third line is Brendan Saad, Robert Thomas, and Jordan Cairo. Oh my goodness, imagine that being your third line. Good stuff there. And then the fourth line, the line of grinders, Clem Costin, Tyler Bozak, and Oscar Sundqvist. The defensive pairings look like Nico Mikola, along with Colton Pareko, Tori Krug, along with Justin Falk, Marco Scandella, and Robert Bortuzzo. And then, obviously, Bennington and Husso in net. Uh, biggest storylines there are the return of Pavel Buchnevich again as he played Friday night in Seattle, couldn't play last night in Vancouver, but now is eligible to play tonight against the Calgary Flames. He had a really strong game against Seattle. You know, I kind of almost talked as if it was going to take him a little bit to get to full speed, and he, he only took about a period before he got himself back on the scoring sh- score sheet again with a goal. So... Didn't miss a step there. I'm really excited to see him, you know, come back into the lineup and not have to worry about, oh man, I'm, you know, as much as I'm excited to play tonight, I got to miss the next game. So I think tonight he's going to be all in, not saying he wasn't in Seattle in the Seattle game, but, you know, getting, getting a full speed, Pavel Buchnevich is going to do wonders for this team. Um, that Russian line has been so dominant. And like I was talking about earlier, Jordan Bennington getting the start, I assume, um, is going to be interesting as well as this is, like I said, the first time in his Blues career where he's been, you know, relegated to a backup role for a extended period of time. Um, and we know he has a lot of confidence in himself and he puts a lot of pressure on himself. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he can, you know, utilize that that uh, uh, adversity that he's faced and, and channel that into a strong performance tonight against a Calgary Flames team that's been pretty good this season. Um, you know, not one of the, the cream of the crop teams, 18, 12, and six hovering right around 500. If you include overtime losses, but a, a pretty strong record for the flames there, um, right out of it in the wild card race, they haven't played a lot of games. They've only played 36 games. So fresh legs, you got to assume, and also a hungry team being sitting two points back of the San Jose Sharks for the wild card. Um, you know, right when you get to this point in the season, I mean, the blues being exactly halfway through. This is when the you know the roller coaster starts going down. Every game gets a little more intense. You you kind of start looking at the playoffs and saying, "All right, we're over the halfway mark of the season. We know what we've got as a team. We know what these guys have got as a team. You know, we're not the feel out process is over, um, and you start to see more consistent hockey and the games start mattering a little bit more. And is it's easy to say, you know, okay, halfway point. This is the this is the uh, perfect time to sort of start to up that intensity. I think that's what I expect to see out of the Blues tonight. Uh, especially second night of a back-to-back Western Canada road trip, always a difficult time for any NHL team. Um, but they do, you know, and they do play the Calgary Flames again on Thursday. So that playoff atmosphere that I was kind of talking about will be uh, the case here in tonight and Thursday's game. You get, you know, an extended period of time to look at a team and say you got back-to-back games against them and 
whatever happens tonight, we'll you know add into the game plan for Thursday. I'm looking forward to seeing this this team play tonight because full strength lineup for the St. Louis Blues. You know the depth is crazy. Um, like I said, that Saad Thomas Cairo third line is ridiculous for an NHL team to have as their third line. Um, and that fourth line as well is really strong as well with Clem Koss and Tyler Bozak and Oscar Sundqvist. Uh, I'm looking forward to tonight's game. I think it's going to be a good opportunity for the Blues to continue their role lately. They've won games in different ways. They you know, put up five in back-to-back games, and then they won sort of a defensive battle against the Vancouver Canucks. So I'm looking forward to seeing them probably combine both of those strategies. I don't think they're going to just roll this Calgary Flames team like they did against Seattle and like they kind of did against Nashville. I didn't really roll them. They put up a lot of goals. Um, and I also don't expect them to kind of have their backs up against the wall and come away with a victory like they did against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, the Blues and Flames always play each other really, really well. They're similarly styled teams. They have a similar you know style of play physicality and speed sort of combined so it's always been a good matchup between these teams it's always been very competitive and i'm expecting to see that tonight um i'm expecting to see you know like i said competitive hockey um and so close to a playoff atmosphere second half of the season you really want to start ramping things up Uh, and that being said you know you got a lot of pressure on the st louis blues to continue their their stretch of hot play and i think they will because they've really stepped up to every single challenge that they faced this season and you know knocked it out of the park with the exception of a few games here and there they've really you know dropped the ball i think every time they've been faced with adversity every time they've been faced with a tough game uh they've come out and they've competed they've competed hard that being said we are reaching the end of today's episode so i'm going to make my pick for locked on player of the game even though tommy's not here to make his just don't want to give someone a shout out uh looking at this lineup looking at these lines uh it's pretty easy to say like a guy like jordan bennington is the pick for locked on player of the game uh, if he is indeed starting. I'm not going to go with that because I kind of spent the whole episode talking about why tonight's a big game for him. Um, looking at this lineup, I'm going to go with a guy that I think has had a underrated season. We've talked about him a lot on this podcast as sort of underperformed, but I still think he's been a very strong player for the St. Louis Blues. And that is David Perron. David Perron is a veteran on this team. Um, one of the oldest guys in the club. Had a career year last year, isn't matching those totals this year, but has still been a really valuable player for this team and is finding himself on the first line tonight with Braden Shen and Ryan O'Reilly. And in a game where I think he's going to be really evenly matched, um, I think it's going to come down to the depth of the St. Louis Blues uh, when it comes to you know producing offense. And it's really easy if you're the Calgary Flames to look at the second and third line and say, okay, Buchnevich, Barbershop, Tarasenko, tons of skill on that line. Got to shut them down. Brandon Saad, Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, ton of skill on that line. Gotta shut them down. And then you look at that first line and you see Braden Shen, Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, and it's probably a little easy to discount them if you're facing them just because those second and third lines are so scary from a s- skill standpoint that the this, the two-way play of guys like D- Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron coupled with the uh, speed and tenacity of Braden Shen, it'd be pretty easy to overlook. Um, and if that's the case, I would expect that line to get a lot done tonight. Um, and David Perron's like, kind of the pinnacle of consistency for the St. Louis Blues. You know what you're getting out of him on any given night, no matter what. Um, it hasn't led to many as many points as maybe he would have liked this season, but that doesn't mean he hasn't been playing good hockey. And I think if that is the case that I suspect where that first line sort of gets discounted a little bit by the Flames and you know they're not paying as much attention to that line as they are the second and third line, I think it's going to be a really good opportunity for them to thrive. And David Perron is a guy that is, is really strong in games like this. If it's a two-way game, which I suspect it's going to be a bit of a grinded-out game, like I suspect it's going to be, David Perron is a perfect candidate 
for a guy that's going to break through and, and, you know, be in the right place at the right time to get those dirty goals, get those gritty goals. So David Perron is my pick for locked on player of the game. I'm really looking forward to tonight's game. I hope you guys all are too. If you are, make sure you tweet us at locked on blues. And if you want to listen to this podcast, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well at locked on blues. Hit that notification bell. That way, whenever we upload a episode you guys can get notified leave a comment all that good stuff follow like i said follow us on twitter instagram tiktok and facebook at locked on blues follow me on twitter at josh hammond nhl follow tommy on twitter at t welcher 15 thanks so much for listening and as always let's go blues